0: Dun 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 dun
1: dun dun. Welcome to the Beers and Bible podcast, a podcast that explores God's word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our host, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion.
0: Welcome to episode number 106 of
1: the Beers and Bible Podcast. I am Michael. And I am Anthony. And Michael, you're like four feet away from me. This is very bizarre. <laughs> we haven't done this in it's two been years. Almost two years, yeah. Two years it's since nuts. we've recorded an episode. We didn't have to clap. We didn't have to do like the normal behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, that nobody ever gets to see or hear.
0: And it's it's probably for the better that they don't get to see that. You probably hear right. that. <laughs> but no, uh, me and Anthony are recording an episode in the same room at the same time, um, not having to rely on the internet or anything. For once, which y'all don't realize how much of a nightmare that can be. So especially when your internet doesn't work sometimes. Oh yeah, that is also a fair point. So
1: Anthony yes what's up dude dude i am sick of driving that's all we've done for the last uh it seems like three or four days we drove up uh, my wife has family in north georgia so we drove up to see them for a couple of days and now we're uh in the gainesville area doing some uh some rounds with our dear friends that we love that we get to see only every once in a while yeah and so the first stop had to be with michael and the family.
0: Well, what's funny is we were talking about it at lunch today. Um, already, so we're recording this the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Yes, the rest of the week could be total garbage for me, and it's still <laughs> already better than last year. Um, I will second that because last year we had I had COVID, so we couldn't like spend time with anybody. Stupid COVID, uh, I hate it, man. So, um, but we're very excited to be recording an episode together. Our families are downstairs making all sorts of ruckus right now. So, if you hear them, too bad. Yeah, it's, you just have to deal with it. There's nothing we could do about that. <laughs> so, um, but that means we're recording together. That means we are gonna uh, review the same beer because yes, Anthony brought it
1: with him. Yes, I um, did. <laughs> I made a stop on the way in. So last week, I drank the Grandma's Apple Pie. And I wanted to find it so bad that I went uh, to a store up here Mm -hmm. and found it. But I also found this one, which is so we're. I don't know that we've ever done this back to back weeks with the same brewery. I'm going to go back and look. But I think you're I think we were
0: intentional in not doing that on purpose.
1: Yes. So the grandma's apple pie was so earth shatteringly five Luther's good to me that I wanted to go see what other types of beers they would have in this in this kind of line, seasonal mm-hmm. line, that, that Westbrook has. So today we have the Strawberry Rhubarb Pie, Gose. Mm. So not only are we doing Gose's back-to-back, but we're also now doing the Strawberry Rhubarb Pie from the same brewery, same type of beer. We're going to see if it holds up, and maybe, just maybe, the same brewery can get double five Luthers two weeks in a row. Maybe. I'm looking
0: back at our uh, reviews. The closest we've had to the same brewery back-to-back was we did Slow Pour twice in three weeks.
1: Oh, that's right. Because uh, uh, somebody got us some of those. And, we like, did.
0: we spread them out. It was Cotillion was episode seven. That's right. It was terrible. It was not great. And then we did the Lager jamming from Slow Pour was week that nine. That one was good. That one was uh, – we both gave that four and a half liters, So That was a good one. Um, yeah. So this week we're doing the Strawberry Rhubarb Pie gose. This comes in at four and a half ABV, um, goes style ale brewed with strawberry rhubarb cinnamon and vanilla. I'm going to be up front. I don't think I've ever had strawberry rhubarb pie. I don't think I have either, but I like strawberries. I like strawberries and I like pie. I do like pie. Um, and I mean, Westbrook did so good last week. Oh my gosh. That, uh. We should we should give it a go.
1: So, I have become an evangelist of the grandma's apple pie. For the record, it is it was that good.
0: So the so the can says that this is says beat the heat with this sweet and tart summer treat. So this feels like it's going to be a summery kind of thing. Which yeah,
1: the grandma's was the apple pie one was a summer summery one too.
0: That's funny because I always associate pie with like Thanksgiving. fall and Thanksgiving. It's which true. maybe that's just where my mind is because of when we're recording. But
1: yes. Um, well, there's only one way to find out if this is going to live up to the legend that it has created, and that's to turn them, crack them open, turn them up, and drink them. Let's do it. Here we go. We do still have to count this part. Three, two, one, crack.
0: But it's not going to be have to be... It's not... That smells straight up like strawberry. Yes, it um, does. <laughs> but we didn't have to count it down because of the time thing. We just wanted to make sure that the cracks were about the same the time. Same, yes. Do you hear that? Very fizzy. It's wonderful. Also, you should feel honored. You were the first person, other than me, to use that glass. Ooh,
1: I do feel honored.
0: I only, I uh, really only did that because Dude. I accidentally put my finger down in this glass so, that I'm using.
1: Look at it; like changes colors. Mine does, at least.
0: Oh, it's got like different hues to it. It's very yeah.
1: interesting. This is gonna be. In, this is gonna be good. I have a feeling. I like the gozas, man. Yes. I see, I was always afraid because I wasn't sure exactly what they were. But now that I've had a couple of them, because the watermelon goza was pretty good too. Mhm. Um that one was good and then the apple pie from last week.
0: So far, the gozas we've had, uh, the watermelon goza you gave 4 and I gave 5. Okay. And then you gave the apple pie one 5 last week. So they've yes. they've gotten good averages out of us. Um Maybe I have found
1: my new favorite type of beer Maybe so Who knows There's only one way to find out Let's drink them Cheers bud Bottoms up That's different than what I thought it was going to be
0: I didn't have an expectation Because I don't think I've had strawberry rhubarb before
1: yeah. There's hmm. not a ton of strawberry in that, to me. I don't know.
0: So, maybe strawberry rhubarb is, like, intentionally tart. Could be. Instead of sweet. Like, strawberries are typically, like, a balance of tart and sweet. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, Maybe the rhubarb, like, strawberry rhubarb, when you combine the two, it just... Eliminates
1: the sweet altogether. Could. It's definitely tart. <laughs> almost borderline sour. It's still got that cider feel, though. hmm That the... the that It's got the same type of feel as the apple pie did with the texture and the cider kind of taste.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's a go. little bit different. The website says uh, westbrookbrewing.com. When you look up the strawberry rhubarb pie goze, it has... a. Uh, Cinnamon, coriander, lactose, rhubarb, sea salt, strawberries, and vanilla. Okay. So, I can see all that. Yep. Um, sea salt
1: is interesting. But I do taste that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder if that's part of the... Because the Gozay said it has a, a salty flavor to it anyway. Hmm. This is tricky. This is. It's good. I want so bad to like it more than I do. Yes. It's good, but it's not, to me, it's not five Luther good, but it is good. I think it might be a little too tart for me, but you like sours, so that's why I do like sours, but I'm not. Okay. Let me,
0: (laughs) let me, let me eliminate all my, (laughs) uh, preconceived notions. And see if I can now that my let me see if I can uh, like taper my expectations back a little bit I mean it's really good it's still I mean it's got good flavor it it's really good does. flavor good I mean the
1: texture is good it, it's a <clears throat> I agree it's a little bit tart um if you like strawberries like just before they get ripe you know and they have that, mm-hmm. that extra tart kind of feel to them i think that's like that's to me like this is like strawberries that were picked just before they got ripe is almost what this reminds me
0: of do you remember back when we did the strawberry letter 23 yes yes this is similar yes it's in a similar vein to me for some some reason that's what's coming back to my mind
1: yeah what did i give that one
0: you gave that three (laughs)
1: Oh wow! Three Luther's. He did not like it at all.
0: (laughs) But that was also like sixty something episodes
1: ago. We are way more refined in our taste since then. Clearly. All right. So, what are you going to rate this thing, man? It's not a five Luther to me. Um, Maybe it's just the tartness. um, But it's not a five Luther to me. It's close, and so I'm going to have to give it. I'm going to have to give it four and a half. Okay. I'll give it four and a half liters because it is good. It's got good flavor. Um, knowing what I know about Goza's now kind of makes it a little bit more, I understand the flavors. And I feel like Westbrook, again, like they did what they said they were going to do. And maybe it's just like, it, to me, it's not, It the flavor is not there to push it to five. Right. So I'm going to give it four and a half. So close. So close though. How about you?
0: Where are you falling on it? I'm in the same boat. I think, I think I'm going to give it four and a half Luthers. Um, again, the flavor and everything is really good. There's just, to me, I would have liked a little more strawberry flavor. Mm-hmm. But I also don't really know what rhubarb tastes like because I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever had like an actual strawberry rhubarb pie. Yeah, and maybe if I had a strawberry rhubarb pie, I would have something to compare it to. I don't really That's true. so I don't really know what this comp- how this so maybe maybe because of that reason. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at four and a half Luthers for now. With mm-hmm. the caveat that if I have a strawberry rhubarb pie in the future and, and it, tastes, and like and it <laughs> tastes like just like this, then I'll go back and retroactively give it bump five. it up to five. But for <laughs> that's, now That's a fair assessment. For now I'm gonna give it four and a half <laughs> Luthers. It is really good. Um Westbrook, man, you guys Yeah, they they have it this one straddles the line of goza and sour. Yeah. Um almost perfectly. So like <clears throat> and maybe that's just like how goes works i don't know um
1: see i'm not a huge fan of sours but i also like that tardy mm-hmm. kind of fruity drink well thing. this is this is like a f- intentionally fruity sour yeah
0: that isn't just sour yeah like there's other stuff going on so i don't i don't know how to describe it not a beer, like I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 106 episodes in, we still don't know what we're still talking know what about. we're doing. Um, but hey, dude, do you? Okay, hang on. The aftertaste, like now that we've had it like for a while, do you I'm, have like you have like a sh-
1: predominantly strawberry aftertaste? Yes, I do. I was actually just about to say the same thing. Like I can, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, like I've chewed on strawberries, like yeah. I've eaten four or five strawberries, yeah. and that's this, so bizarre. I'm getting that feeling in my mouth now. <laughs> i'm gonna leave it at four and a half luthers but wow we might have another one during the discussion and uh all ratings are subject to change so any point (laughs) at time so but westbrook
0: phenomenal job um it's two weeks in a row that y'all have Mm -hmm. um not that you care but yeah (laughs) not that they care what two idiots think about their beer they seem to be doing pretty good yeah i mean five luthers last week on the grandma's apple pie and four and a half from both of us yeah. Um, on the strawberry rhubarb this week. So,
1: what's funny? So, the store I went to to buy this, mm-hmm. I was grabbing this one out of the, the freezer or refrigerator, and the guy saw me looking at all the different ones, and he's like, Hey, man, which one are you looking for? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really looking for the grandma's apple pie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, It's right down there at the end of the thing. I was like, Sweet, thanks. Grab this one and went down with it. <laughs> So he knew I wanted something different, which was funny because it's like uh that apparently that one must be pretty popular yeah. because he knew right where it was. He's like, Yeah, we get that every year. It's a seasonal yeah. seasonal beer. So yeah. But anyway, there is uh there's another Westbrook for you, the strawberry rhubarb pie, getting four and a half Luther's from both Michael and Anthony. I I almost said Rick and Patrick. <laughs> well, it <it'll laughs> have been two weeks in a row that we had a, a slip like that. Yeah. So anyway, um, we're going to come back here in just a second and we're going to talk about uh, the closing limitations, closing of Lamentations and, uh, and kind of preview the next couple of episodes, what, what we're going to be doing next. So hang around and we will be right back. Okay, So we're back We're in uh, Closing up Lamentations we, We've got our Strawberry rhubarb pie uh, From Westbrook Pretty good stuff Pretty good stuff um, So for Really for Kind of this week And next week We're gonna do Use these two weeks To close out um, The book of Lamentations Our study of Lamentations What we've learned um, Tonight we're gonna Talk about I say tonight It's like mid-afternoon Today we're gonna Talk about what We've learned <laughs> Um, in the last nine weeks of eight weeks of this study. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been a pretty productive study for the both of us. Um, but what we've learned, and then next week, we actually have um, a couple who's going to come on and and they're going to interview with us. We're going to talk to them about their story because they went through a trial, a tribulation, um, that really forced them to lament for yeah. a season. Um, and, I mean... I don't, I'm not going to put words in the mouth, but I think you could say they're probably still living through that lament. They're they're kind of uh, coming out of it right now in their season of ministry. They they have goals, and I don't, I don't want to give too much because their story is incredibly powerful. And to set up this week, I'm just going to ask you to go and listen to not our episode, but the two weeks that follow our episode um, with the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast because you'll hear their story there, um, and then we're not— going to get them to retell their story um because it's already been told there but we're just going to focus on a kind of a different aspect of their story the lament side of their story um michael and i have talked with uh with the husband and and feel like it would be a, a really cool way to kind of wrap up our whole discussion um and it's amazing you know when we started this i i never even met these people right didn't know who they were um we well, I mean we weren't even part of the the yeah. RFP
0: podcast family. Yeah, when when we started this whole study of lament, we hadn't even been
1: on RFP yet. Yeah. And so you've got I mean th- this is this is the providence and the sovereignty of God at work right here because it's going to put together two people who don't don't know each other but can share a similar story about the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And so um i actually just thought i was like man that's a really cool (laughs) testimony to god's goodness (laughs) yeah
0: it's like god works everything together for the good of those who are
1: called according to his his purpose according to his purpose (laughs) whoa get out of here with your romans um but no it's going to be a good time Uh, and so we're we're looking forward to that that episode will be uh the week after this one um and so it'll be next week um so we're looking forward to that that interview there. And tonight, uh, Michael and I are just going to take a, a few minutes, and we're going to talk about what we have learned uh, in the Book of Lamentations. I feel like it's been a good study. I did say that, and uh, so I'll you know I'll bring us in. I, I honestly didn't have high expectations for the Book of Lamentations. I had read this book, um, and I had gone through this book, but going through the book of Lamentations and then going back through this book almost changed it a little bit for me mm. because I, I read about the stuff that Mark wrote about as I was reading through this book and making notes. And it definitely got my wheels turning, which was, which is actually why I brought it to you. I was like, Hey man, how do you feel about this study? And you're like, let's do it. Yeah. Um. But, but it, I mean, it changed the way that, that I view a lot of the things, really the things that I say, like when people come to me and they're complaining, I don't want to be like, oh, it'll be okay next time, yeah. you know, you'll get them slugger.
0: Yeah, like a <laughs> condescending dad. Yeah. No, but I mean, when we look at life through the lens of everything happens for a reason and that reason is to honor God, to glorify God, and mm-hmm. it's for and everything we go through is for our good, then it changes our perspective on not just the good things that happen to us cuz there are good things that happen to us but there's also there's some like really crappy stuff that happens like oh yeah on the regular to yes. everybody and so when we start looking at when we start looking at these situ these circumstances in our lives with the through the lens of this sucks now mm-hmm. what is the purpose of it yeah i think that allows us to look at these trials tribulations struggles hard times whatever whatever it is it allows us to look at it as there is a distinct purpose for yeah. this and this purpose may not manifest itself in 6 months or a year mm-hmm. or 10 years or 20 years or you may not you may not know what the purpose is for your suffering now and for until you get to eternity yeah like you there's but there is a purpose for it yeah and so if we can get outside of the idea of like the woe is me, every, the world is against me, God is against me, there's there's no good in the world. Like, if we can get outside of that because our circumstances don't determine our joy, they don't mm-hmm. determine our attitude toward God or towards others, like, I think when we go through trials, we're better prepared to process them. Yeah, And being able to process your trials or process your struggles or process um, just the... Junk that we go through, yeah, um, is is a big deal. Like being able to adequately process it and accurately process <laughs> it, and not mm-hmm. just be in like a oh God's just against me. Like God's never against you. No, God is never going to. God doesn't turn his back on his people. Um, if you're going through something, if you're going through something right now, there is a reason for it. Yeah, and the reason is to glorify God. And to make you, and and it's for your good.
1: Yeah, there. You know, the start of that, the verse that we that we rattle off every now and then from Romans eight is, you know, to those who are called according to his purpose, he works all things to the good of those who are called. You, you really have to focus on that. He works all things. You know, all means all. all. That's everything. It's it's all encompassing. It's the good stuff. The bad stuff. Yeah. It's you know, I I I. Always picture like wedding vows when I think of language like that because in you, if you if you've done the whole like pres, prescripted wedding vows you you say for better or worse richer or poor you're giving opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. and you're saying that in all of these situations I'm going to be faithful to you as a person yeah and that's the language of Romans chapter eight for all things God works all things to the yeah. good. It doesn't say that the things themselves are good, but he says he is working all of those things to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And so if you are in Christ, if you are a uh, believer in the Lord Jesus and you have put your faith and trust in him, you can take hold of the promise that God Mm -hmm. is working all things for your good.
0: Yeah. Tarn Wells has a song called Hills and Valleys. Yep. Yep. And he talks about like, you're the God of the hills and valleys. He's the... God is the God of the highs and he's the God of the lows Mm -hmm. and he is the reason that you're either on the highs or on the lows or somewhere in the middle. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, God is, God is, always working and he's, we're always moving. We're either in a valley, leaving a valley or
1: about to go back into it. Like, like (laughs) the, the
0: life of the life of a Christian is not like we stay on this mountaintop for forever. um, if
1: you are, then you're living the wrong
0: life. Yeah, for real. <laughs> or you don't really know who Jesus is.
1: Um, yo, controversial subject. <laughs>
0: but, but like, but, but the life of a believer is we're either in a valley, on a mountaintop, or somewhere in between. Yeah, and in, in, in somewhere in between, going either way. Yeah, and so, but learning how to lament helps us accurately understand the reason for whatever we're going
1: through. Exactly. That, and that's the purpose of lament. Yeah. And so I, I think that ties. So at the we've kind of left off the last three chapters of this book, and, and we didn't really do it on purpose, but we kind of did. We wanted to end with lamentations. But I, I would encourage you, if you've been going through this study, read those final three chapters um, that, that Mark offers, because they give fantastic application to what lament is and how lament can work in your life. Um, and so today as to kind of wrap up this whole thing. We're going to talk just real briefly about six different things that Mark pulls out when he he asked the question, why lament? Why should we lament? And um, he does a fantastic job at alliteration on these Um if you're a, if you're a Baptist, I'm sorry, it's going to be six points. This is not going well. No, this this would qualify because it'd be three points with three sub points on the last point. <laughs> so <laughs> I just brought out my Baptist, and Michael's over here laughing at me. <laughs> um, but but this is this is we're just going to real briefly we're going to talk about six things um, that Mark brings out when he asks the question, "Why should we lament? Why lament?" And the very first thing is it is a language for loss. Um, we we've said this before. It gives voice. It gives um, sayings. It gives something to the pain that we feel. Mm-hmm. And you know, so many times people people say you hear the phrase "I'm at a loss for words." You know, like I don't know how to process this. But a lot of times, sometimes just voicing whatever it is that you're feeling, even if you can't explain it, just voicing it can help you begin that process. Yeah of of actually getting to lament. That's you know, uh to put this in in the the four things that we've talked about. This is the turn phase. Yeah. This is turning to God in prayer. This is saying, you know, God, I don't know what's going on here, but this is this is how this situation is making me feel. This is how I'm looking at this situation and it puts language to whatever it is that you're going through and whatever it is that you're struggling with. Yeah. So it's language for loss. What's the next one?
0: So it's solution for silence. Um, Mark says that too many Christians either are afraid or refuse to talk to God about their struggles. Um, And, I mean, I I think that's maybe part of the Western church more so Mm -hmm. than like the worldwide church, but like this idea that you have to have it all together before God will even talk to you. Oh, yeah. That's garbage. Um, (laughs) Total garbage. Like like, lamenting gives us an avenue to be able to – just talk to God honestly and, Mm -hmm. and ask and complain. And, and I mean, to be able to know that I can go to God and say, God, what I'm going through right now is just terrible. It sucks. Like Mm -hmm. just being able to say that boldly and God being like, yep, I know. Yeah. (laughs) And in that being okay is, is freeing for me as a believer, because I know that it's nothing in my, nothing in my control. Mm -hmm. It's all in God's control. But it also is like, it's freeing to know that I have that open line of communication with God. Yeah. And so in 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 lieu of being silent and turning my back to telling God how I feel, like actually going to God and saying God, here's how I really feel about this. And, and we've talked about it before like God knows how you feel. Yeah. God knows every <laughs> like God knows everything that ever has been or ever whatever is, ever will be, ever could Mm -hmm. have been. Like God's knowledge is infinite. Yeah. And so if what you're going through right now is tearing you down or is really – is a struggle, challenging, you're broken. What Like God knows articulating that to God could be the most freeing thing you could do. Absolutely. Instead of just – harboring it and being like yeah. oh well when i get through this then i'll talk to god like that's a ridiculous way to live <laughs> like i don't understand like if you if you say you worship the god of the universe not just like the god of earth or the god of the solar like the god that placed every star in the sky yeah and, and knows and every knows, hair on your head and also knows every hair on your head like why wouldn't you tell him if something sucks
1: it's really <laughs> easy job for him on when it comes to me for the record
0: because you're bald, but but like but like why wouldn't you if, if we if we you say you worship that God yeah why wouldn't you tell him hey God this is terrible I, I and mean, I'm just I'm just articulating how I feel absolutely know? and in and, and the big you know articulating how you feel is a great I mean
1: there's be, a there's a one word answer for that question you're asking it's called pride. <laughs> I know but but i mean if we if but if we get past that
0: if you know what whatever it is, if it's shame or fear of like rejection or whatever like if we can get past that in ourselves, I think we could yeah move forward and start working through the trial, yeah work and God can start molding us. So So, solution for silence. What's next?
1: Solution for silence. uh, Then we have, it is a category for complaint. And this, this plays right into, it's a solution for silence. Um, Lament helps us see that complaining is, is not wrong. It's not sinful to complain to God. Um, I mean, the Psalms are full of people complaining to God. And so if it were wrong, why do we have examples of it all throughout scripture? You know, uh, uh, and it's not like, Scripture tells us hey here's this an example of this guy complaining and here's 19 reasons why he's wrong. you know it paints David David complains Job complains. we've talked a lot about job mm-hmm. uh, Job complains and and at the end of Job's complaint God says, okay, now who are you and who am I and and mm-hmm. so complaining is not necessarily wrong, but we have to remember inside of our complaint that we are still not God and he is God. Yeah. And so we have to remember our perspectives there um, because that's when complaint gets out of hand, and that's when complaint turns into something other than godly biblical lament. Yeah. So it's a category for complaint. What's next? So it's a framework for feeling.
0: Again, tying into the previous segment on category for complaint, Um, it's more than just the sinful spewing of every emotion. So yeah, I know I talked about like just telling God how you feel. Um, but when you lament your expression of pain is validated, but it provides a framework that is God centered. Yeah, um, and, and so that, you know, by keeping God at the center of your lament, your complaint, um, we don't fall into this self-centeredness trap where we're like, just focus on me. But like yeah. what I'm going through is terrible, but I know that, there's a ultimate good for it. Um, and, and you know, the self-centeredness thing happens particularly when,
1: <laughs> uh, self-centeredness happens in Western countries. Pretty much. <laughs> but like, but like the
0: self-centeredness, like especially when, when we're going through something really challenging, Yeah, we can be like, Oh, well the world just is against me or, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm super sad. So I'm just going to be like, you know just focus on myself Mm -hmm. um which is not
1: biblical at all yeah um i would i would offer this if at any point lament comes about becomes about focusing on yourself more than it does focusing on the goodness of god mm -hmm. you're not lamenting properly oh yeah you know if if it becomes an inward thing
0: you're not even lamenting at that point you're just complaining. complaining yeah yeah and so. in, in the you know we we've we've talked about the acronym TCAT. I I say TCAT in my TCAT. head <laughs> to, to try to help remember because we can never we couldn't get it right. But like but if you're not doing the whole process, you're not even lamenting. No, you're you're just you know you're doing one step. It's like making a pie but forgetting to
1: add the flour, which would be a terrible pie for the record. Which would
0: just be garbage. So, <laughs> um,
1: so framework for feelings. What's next? Next is a process for pain. Um, it's more than. Just grieving. Mm -hmm. It's more than just getting, you know, there is a time for grief and there's a time. And we talked about um, changing the way that we view funerals, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of times we want to focus at funerals. We want to talk. We want to make it this celebration thing. And no, there's a time for grief. And a funeral is that time. Yeah. You know, so it's okay to say, God, I don't understand why you did X, you know, took this person, took this thing, whatever, whatever loss it is that you're experiencing, it's created pain in your life. Yeah. But again, God works all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So there is a purpose in this pain and it can process your purpose. <laughs> I was I was trying to stick with the alliteration. I wasn't doing doing all that. Thing, but, <laughs> oh. um, but, you know, when you understand that pain is a process, it gives you time to grieve. It gives you time to work through your grief mm-hmm. so that you can come out on the other side of it and say, now, what is the next step? What is the yeah. next thing that I need to go through and the next thing that I need to learn about the goodness of God in my life so that I can continue to move along this, this pathway of lament? Yeah. So it is a process of pain and finally it is a way to worship. Um, what? And to and
0: I mean Mark <laughs> puts it Mark puts it beautifully here. I wish more people would understand this. Like worship is not just an upbeat happy go lucky song like yeah, too many people think real worship means good and great and grand like grief-filled prayers Of pain while seeking God are among the deepest expressions of God centered worship.
1: I would even offer that worship is not what happens on Sunday morning when you're singing. What? Get out of here with your (laughs) whatever you're doing over there. (laughs) No, but like, but
0: worship is not, we don't worship God just when things are going good.
1: And we don't, but we also don't just worship God when things are going like. If you only worship God when things are going good, then God is your genie in a bottle.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> man, just full that's, of one-liners today. <laughs> that's fair, man. That's fair, but but yeah, uh, but I mean, pro- going through the full process of lament, mm-hmm. you turn to God, you complain, you ask God boldly, um, and then the last T, which is trust. You trust God. Yes. <laughs> at some point, at some point, I was I was going to remember all four, but today's not the day. But but it, but I mean, if you go through the whole process, you are worshiping God yeah. from beginning to end. Um, you can't just start in the middle and you can't mm-hmm. go through part of the process and get and, and stop. Um, but, but it is a legitimate way to worship God yeah. and go through or learn how to process what you're going through.
1: Yeah. Romans 12 says that uh, worship is our, our spiritual act of worship is the constant renewal of our mind. Mm-hmm. And so constant you know, that, uh, yeah, constant being the key there. It's, And the process I I can't help but but think about how that relates to the process of lament because think about what we talked about when we talked about orientation, disorientation, Mm -hmm. and reorientation. Yeah. You know, that's what renewal is. It's a it's a shifting. You're you're going on this path and you have to get knocked off, yeah, disoriented, to be able to be reoriented onto a new path, which is the renew of the eventual renewal of your mind. Yeah. And so it, worship again worship is worship can be singing songs but it's not just singing songs right. you don't the church doesn't gather on sunday morning to worship the the church gathers on sunday morning to sing praises to its maker and to hear the word taught yeah and so worship is
0: a like daily decision that is how you i mean the
1: way you live your life is your act of worship yeah yeah what people say about you at your funeral will determine the way that you lived your life of worship. Yeah. <clears throat> because people will say he either lived for himself or he lived for somebody else. Yeah. He lived for other people. And um, there's, you know, in in the way that I relate to my kids, I want my kids to be at my funeral and say that my dad gave me an example of somebody who lived... Not for themselves, not for their own good, but for the good of other people who are around him. He lived for our good. He lived for my mom's good, if she's still with him. He lived for my kids' good. Yeah, You know, that's, that's what I want my kids to say, because that, to me, says I am living a life of worship that points, number one, back to the goodness of God. And it points back to all the things that God has done in my life that I should be sharing with other people. Yeah. It points to evangelism, and so, I mean, lament can point you back to evangelism because it says you're going to live your life in a way that benefits other people Yeah, and shares the good news. That's what the Greek word euangelion, that's where we get evangelism, that's what it means. It means to share the good news, and if I don't live my life in a way that shares the good news with people, then I'm not living a life of worship, and I'm not processing through lament like i should be yeah if that made sense it did (laughs) in my brain it made sense (laughs) i thought that made sense (laughs) so there there you go there's our six things uh on on why we lament that kind of brings us to a to a conclusion here um i hope you guys have enjoyed the study as much as we have i'm Super stoked that Michael and I got to record the last episode of Lament sitting in the same room. Yes, that's a lot of fun. As as someone who
0: like, so a year ago I've told Anthony this, and I'm going to be very vulnerable, very vulnerably here for a second. Told Anthony this a couple of times. So last year, um, at Thanksgiving, he, him and his family were up here, and we were going to hang out, but I had COVID. Stupid COVID. So he. Stopped by my house and dropped off clothes for my son. We saw each other through the glass door of my house. I got the clothes inside, closed the door to my house, went to my bedroom and cried like a baby.
1: <laughs> Made me cry, but but like,
0: I don't know, like that. Had I known then that we'd be going through this study and lament now, like a year later,
1: <clears throat> like, and finishing it, and
0: finishing it like now, like it, it's just a, <laughs> it's crazy to think. Like again. God is always providential and always like working all like he works every detail out Mm -hmm. perfectly to where it doesn't make sense at all so um like it doesn't make sense to us makes sense to him that's what I meant
1: our finite Um, minds cannot understand it
0: no our we're too finite to understand the infinite but um if you've been following along in Mark Rogrop's book or if you haven't been um we would encourage you to uh to, to go get a copy of that or, or find a digital copy or audio book or whatever um, and, and go through it um, it is very challenging but informative and very um, very thorough in the entire process of lament and what all the benefits of truly lamenting are mm-hmm. um, and, and I mean I know Anthony would would second this but I, I would very much encourage you to uh, to do that
1: I'm always going to tell people to read books, so
0: that's fair. <laughs> I don't have a ton of books in here, but
1: it's all right. We can work on that.
0: I got to get rid of some stuff
1: first, anyway. <laughs> so, Michael, if they want to find us on social media to tell us about their lament process, where would they do that?
0: If you want to reach out to the <laughs> Beers and Bible Podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible P One. You can find us on Twitter at Beers. No, that's backwards. Instagram is Beers and Bible underscore. There you go. Sorry. Uh, my brain is shot. <laughs> so we're the Beers and Bible Podcast is on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore. We are on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can find us on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcasts. You can email us, beers and podcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, Beers and and pick up some B and B merch. Um, hats, shirts, stickers. Water bottles. I don't. I don't. Whatever else is on there. And if you have any ideas for other merch that you'd like to see on the store, let us know, and we can certainly look into that. So, um, but yeah, that's where we are. If you want to reach out to us and give us any ideas or
1: ideas for beer, beers review or anything like that, we would love to hear from you. So until next week, we hope your Bible stays open and your beer stays cold, and we will see you later. Peace out.